What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wisp Sports Radio. The voice of women in sport. Hello and thank you for downloading Transcending Sport here on Wisp Sports. I'm Chris Stafford and this is Season 2, Episode 1. This is the show where we talk about women's organisations in sport. We hear about campaigns and initiatives to encourage women and girls in sport around the world as we explore the issues that these organisations are facing both locally and globally. And if you have any comments or questions about these programs, uh, anything that you hear, you'd like to join in the conversation yourself, you could do so by following us on social media at Wisp Sports. Or if you prefer, you can drop us an email to info at wispsports.com. Our first guest in 2020 is Jen Simmons, the Deputy Chair of Women's Sport Australia. The WSA is the primary advocacy group for women and girls in sport in Australia, providing the lead voice for gender equity nationwide. Their mission is to ensure women and girls in sport are afforded equal opportunity, regardless of sport, while representing their members and bringing stakeholders together. Australia has recently led the way for equal pay as its elite athletes in cricket and soccer have shown how women can and should be treated, not just on national teams, but at all levels of sport. We discuss the main achievements of the organisation as it approaches its 16th anniversary and what's in store for them in this new decade. Jen, welcome to the programme. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Now, you've been around as an organization for, what, 15 years, and you've been on the board uh, for the last few years, uh, but let's look at at the history, first of all, Jen, because you've achieved quite a lot with the organization in those 15 years. Women's Sport Australia were formerly known as Australian Women's Sport and Recreation, and we sort of identified a gap in the market that there was not much sort of advocacy being done for women in sport back in sort of 2005. And luckily, since the organisation has been formed, there's now quite a, a lot of buzz um, and we've really been able to harness a lot of that communication to really talk about what we do and how we can promote equality for women in sport. So I joined the board in 2017 when we had just done a rebrand to become Women's Sport Australia and the processes had become a little bit more formalised to have sort of eight sort of 
elected directors and three independent directors so that we had a more formalised board structure in place as prior to that there had been multiple, multiple different members um, of the sort of Australian women's sport and recreation organisation. So we decided it would be more effective to have a more formalised board governance structure and that although we're all sort of volunteers, we're a hands-on board who actually all sort of pitch in and do the work. There are no executive sort of committee or anything like that. Um, We found that it's been much, much more of a smoother journey and just it's really allowed us to get the right people onto the board to um, really look at different So the areas that we look to try and make a difference in are certainly in advocacy and looking at sort of traditional media streams and then social media streams. We um, have quite a good sort of following on social media just and quite an engaged sort of following. So Twitter is probably the main um, social media platform where we um, antagonise, I suppose, about um, equality for women in sport. We've got 8,000 followers on there. And then we've been slowly building up our Facebook community as well to three and a half thousand followers. So we've, yeah, got a hyper-engaged community on those social media channels. But um, prior to sort of the rise of social media, a lot of our um, advocacy work was done sort of via sort of um, traditional media streams. So making sure that when, say, the Australian women's basketball team were travelling overseas, Um, They were supposed to go in economy class, whereas the men were in business class. So that was a key thing in 2012 that we highlighted to say this needs to be equal. If the men are doing one thing, then the women need to be um, allowed the same sort of status as they're just as important representing their country at the elite level of their sport. Um, We believe that this needs to be equal footing. Um, So there's there's been sort of several instances of that over the years of sort of the different issues that we've really picked up on and been asked to sort of give comment on. A more recent one in times when I've been on the board was um, the world sort of surfing organisation sort of tournaments where their junior, um, the junior competition that they had was, um, there's a picture that went viral on social media of a male um competitor and his sort of winner's check and the female winner and her competitor's check and that it was grossly different the sums of money that they were being awarded even though they'd really done the same sort of surfing competition so that was one where we really got into the media about that and were asked to give comment on some of our sort of national Um, television broadcasters on different radio shows and things like that, just as that advocacy body on women's equality in sport. So there's been some, some great wins for us along the way, but we definitely think that more needs to be done. We last year launched a women in sport photography action award competition. So we called it the whisper award. So W-I-S-P-A-A, so Women in Sport Photography Action Awards, bit of a mouthful. Um, But this competition was aimed at seeing females in the, in 
in action when they're playing sport, not glossed up with um, beautiful makeup on and their hair perfectly positioned, often in sort of very skimpy outfits and things like that, and leaning on whatever sports equipment that they usually play. We want the images of the meat of that are portrayed in society of women in sport to be hard and to be gritty and to really show what they do. So that was a competition that we ran last year and we had a professional um, section and an amateur photography section as well so that photographers could submit their different entries of um, completely different sports um, and any, any sort of sporting events that had been held um, I think it was from July 2017 to July 2018. Um, that was, they were the sort of images on oh no, What are we? We're 2020 now. Sorry. So it was from, um, I think it was actually April 2018 to April 2019 because it was the 2019 competition. So that those images were able to be um, submitted for the competition. They were judged by, um, a range of um, fantastic sort of professional broadcasters within Australia and the prizes that we had on offer were supported by Nikon sort of cameras and also by the International Athletics Federation who were um, supported uh, the winning photographers, both the amateur and the professional, to attend the World Athletics Championships that were held in Dubai last year. It was fantastic um, for the ideals of women's sport and the way that it was being portrayed in society. So it was great to really lift the status of those action sort of shots for women's sport and create a lot of buzz in the community about like these powerful, incredible photos. And once we had this bank of incredible photos, we decided they needed to be sort of displayed and out there for people to see so we formed a exhibition that we sort of had a launch for in Melbourne and then we created sort of a touring exhibition so that there was um, a rotating roster of sort of exhibition boards in Melbourne and Victoria then there was also one up in New South Wales and Sydney some up in Queensland and we've worked to sort of bring them to Ab- the lasso Perth, just so that we can really get that message out there about women's sport being just as hard and tough as men's sport. So that's been a really great win for us um, just in the more recent times. Ongoing, we also develop and deliver a um, mentoring program. So that is for young sort of administrators working in sport and they don't have to be young actually. It's really for like entry level to mid-level career sort of women who want to push their career and keep it going. So the reason that I actually came across Women's Sport Australia is because in 2017 I signed up for the mentoring program and I was sort of just a new sort of manager in a job with Gymnastics Victoria and I wanted to be able to sort of take my career to that higher management level and I did a fantastic workshop that Women's Sport Australia put on and then was paired with a mentor who I was able to spend sort of three sessions with just 
getting some advice and um, some great opportunities to just learn from someone who is much further along in their career than I am. And through that, I was also able to form a great relationship with Carol Fox, who's the president of the Women's Sport Australia Board, who said, actually, Jen, we've got a vacancy. And if you would be interested, we'd love to bring you on as sort of a, an elected sort of director until the next board meeting and then we can formalise it. So it began in a casual vacancy and then became a, um, an official board position. So the mentoring program that we run is very close to my heart and it's um, one that we've traditionally run in both Melbourne and Sydney with sort of about like 12 to 15 participants in each of those um, programs and this year we're also working on taking it to Adelaide in South Australia as well as Queensland will hopefully run a session in Brisbane so we're really trying to make sure that we are women's sport Australia and not just women's sport Melbourne or women's sport Sydney so just really trying to develop um, and nurture the next generation of Australian women's sports administrators because lots often gets done and the women's teams and things like that but um there's an alarming lack of um females at the highest level of sports administration so that's something we've identified and we're really working to try and increase the opportunities there for and the capacity of women working in sports so that they feel like they can put their hand up for those roles um in addition to this we also run a leadership program so that's probably more organisation sort of focused where um, we'll run a workshop just about how you, your organisation can run sort of more leadership for women in sport. So often it will be conducted in sporting organisations and just about sort of effectively communicating, making sure that your sort of policies and procedures um, support women just as much as men and just really sort of turning the tables on the male staff members that you may have to make them understand the barriers that are sometimes um, apparent for women that are in sport. So, yeah, there's a lot of sort of work that we do at Women's Sport Australia and um, it's, yeah, been a fantastic journey to really coordinate and make a difference in what's happening. We operate under a membership sort of model. so. Um, we encourage people to sign up to Women's Sport Australia. It's a $50 individual membership and that membership gives you discounts on our Women's Sport Australia programs and we often get invited to be part of a lot of conferences and um, events and part of our mandate is to try and then get tickets for our members at discounted or subsidised prices so that we can really encourage that our members are getting something from this experience and from having Women's Sport Australia involved. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great time for women in sport. It's definitely something that we just continue to grow and it's great to see that it's not only the great work that we're doing in Australia, but there's other organisations around the world um, really championing this um, inequality I suppose between women and men in sport so yeah I think that that's sort of a pretty big summary I suppose of Women's Sport Australia and what we've done. 
You mentioned the membership base, the membership fees uh, uh, for the organization, but do you receive as a national organization any uh, government funding? We have in the past. It's um, like how the organization was um, first established was through some sort of federal government funding. To, at the at the minute, we have sort of looked into sort of different government grants and things like that. We're like working on different sort of funding opportunities, but at present, we don't have any government funding. We've got government support and we liaise with a lot of sort of government agencies. When we look at Australia, we think of Australian sport and where women are concerned is to be one of the most progressive nations, but still clearly there are gender equity issues as well. When you look at how you, from your position, where you stand in the world in terms of these issues of, 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 of pay equity and of facilities and so on, and, and services, resources and, that, and so on for girls and women in sport, where do you see yourself in this bigger picture for all the fights that we are uh, all striving for right now, you know, for gender equity right across the board? Yeah, I think there's a lot that impact. Like there's certainly Australia are doing some fantastic things for women in sport and they're the ability for sort of the upcoming international cricket sort of World Cup where Cricket Australia have said that they will match the winnings of the men's team if the women's team are sort of under um, paid in that sort of respect and stuff. Like there's some big statements coming out and I think that really in Australia we just need to lead the way with what we're doing and continue to champion those sort of women's equality sort of rights um, as a model for the rest of the world. Um, that said, like, there's still a lot that needs to be done here. And I think at Women's Sport Australia, we see that our key role is just being able to sort of um, advocate and push that message sort of through traditional and sort of social media and get those messages out there and really highlight the inequalities. Um, we can't actually sort of go out there and pay athletes more, but we can make a kick up a big fuss and try and get sort of more money on the table and advocate and antagonize those sort of sporting bodies who are paying male athletes more than female athletes. And we can antagonize the media and say, Hey, did you know in your sports section, 90% of your um, articles were on male sports and then there were 8% on horse racing and there was 2% on women's sport. So there's some like, alarming sort of figures in here in Melbourne in Australia we have Australian football as the absolutely dominant sport and the men's Australian football has been around for like hundreds like about 150 years so it's got a very good sort of standing and stuff whereas the women's football is coming into its fourth AFLW season and it's yeah the differences between the media and the following for those sort of two competitions is catastrophic it's an enormous difference men's football still gets five pages of the paper and then the women's football might get a third of the paper like it's even though the men's competition is out of season and the AFL women's will be kicking off at the start of February it's 
yeah, it's very, very different. So we like to highlight that and really like to push that there, that changes need to be made. And yeah, once we can, and we can garner that support in mobilizing the public and just getting people aware of these injustices and doing what they can to point it out and spread the word that more needs to be done for women's sport. Well, it certainly does, although you have made great strides, as you mentioned, there, cricket, netball being another, but also particularly in football too, in soccer. Yes, exactly. With the Matildas. I mean, you know, these uh, governing bodies are stepping up, so hopefully others will follow. Um, I want to talk about girls in sport uh, now, Jen, because this is one area where we see in other parts of the world a dropout rate for young teenagers and in middle school that they get to a point, if they're being very sporty, uh, we're losing them for various reasons uh, that you know we could go into. But I'm just curious overall if you're seeing that problem in Australia. Is, is, is that an issue that's been identified and indeed being addressed by Women's Sport Australia? Yeah, it is definitely an issue that we are finding here. We're actually finding that as a nation we've got almost a sort of a health problem like physical inactivity just with screen time and different things like that but certainly it's more potent I suppose for young girls in that sort of high school age category where they're trying to sort of juggle commitments and things like that and sport can often drop off the radar so it's something that's been very well addressed here in um, Australia and probably particularly by Victoria in that we've um, licensed the This Girl Can campaign that's come out of um, England and the UK, which is all about changing the perception of the way that you sort of do sport. So you don't have to be in your super amazing um, Nike active wear and stuff like that. You can just have your Kmart $2 shop t-shirt or something like that, that you don't have to look beautiful the entire time that you're doing sport. You want to look gritty and you want to sweat and huff and puff and have a red face. And like this campaign that we've, our um, health promotion agency, Vic Health, have now licensed, there's a Victorian version of it and they've really gone to to different lengths to find not your typical sort of um, blue hair, um, not blue hair, um, blonde hair, blue eyed sort of Australian um, sports people that you would probably think of to just get everyday women being active and talking about what they do and why they love it. And it's, um, it's definitely a campaign that we support through Women's Sport Australia and we often share a lot of their stuff on our social media channels because it really is just breaking down that barrier that like it's good for socialising, it's good for health, it makes you feel good. There's all the mental health benefits from participating in sport. So really just trying to sort of break down that perception of you have to look a certain way and be really good at sport to be able to do it. Like it's all about just participating, having a go and doing something that makes you feel good, whether it be like kicking the the football down at the local park or whether it be joining in a park run and going for a run with your local community. 
community just doing an at-home yoga session from the internet or something like that. Do you go into schools uh, and after-schools clubs for for girls to, to to convey this message of how they can be retained in sport beyond uh, middle school into high school and and beyond? It isn't something that we've done before. It's it's an avenue. I think often when we sort of look at our women's sport strategy, we look at whether it's sort of the elite seven level sport that we're sort of trying to make a difference or whether it's sort of the participation in sport and sort of what we can best, um, where we can best put our resources because the 11 of us that sit on the board are all doing this in our spare time and our volunteering hours and stuff. And often we have um, full-time jobs on the side. So I think the way that we try and do it is we work with sporting organisations to help them to be able to get that message out there. So my job is I work in gymnastics. I'm the marketing and commercial manager for gymnastics. So I know that um, we will touch base with organisations like gymnastics and say, we know that there's a drop-off rate in gymnastics. Like how can we help you to push that message out? Is there any sort of communications and things like that. What do you consider then, apart from obviously gender equity is, is a, a big broad brush, but in terms of the specific areas and issues that you're needing to address right now, what, what's your main focus for 2020? I think it is sort of just making sure that like not only are the big sports sort of being um, fair in the gender equity sort of piece, like cricket and um, soccer, sort of football, Australian football, um, netball, they've got that public awareness and they've got that, they've, they've got broadcast deals and they've got things that can really back them to be able to do what they can with gender, with um, in, increasing the opportunities for women in sport but there's a lot of smaller sports where they're just not getting that coverage and that um, ability to really be able to draw on their own sort of funding to be able to provide equal opportunities. So I think it's um, knowing that there's things being done by the big sports and that they're leading by example and then looking at the smaller sports and sort of how can our different sort of smaller sports then follow this model and we get more women in motorsport and sort of different things like that, I suppose. There's a lot of work to be done, isn't there, still? Oh, certainly. There certainly is. And, yeah, I think sometimes we have our strategy sort of sessions and then we have to be realistic about what we can actually achieve as a working board, yeah, knowing how much there is to be done and what is the chunk that we can actually make a difference in. Absolutely. What message would you like to give to our listeners then, given, you know, the explanation that you've given us about what you're, you've been doing uh, for these past 15 years and, and where your focus is, what message would you like to leave with our listeners? Yeah, well, I think it's sort of like, I think you want to know that if you have children that your female children are be given, go, going to be given the same opportunities as your male children and 
that no one should be discriminated upon because of their their gender so that that applies to many aspects of life but sport is something that is really a microcosm of our community so if we can get things equal and even in sport then that's a fantastic thing that we can aim for and I, I would just encourage um, anyone listening to antagonise. If you see something that isn't right and that the men are getting a better sort of playing field than the women and stuff, just just make noise about it. Just make sure that people know that it's it's unfair and that it's not right so that we can work together to make sure that we have an equal playing field for women in the future. Absolutely. Now tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media, Jen, if they'd like more information. Yeah, excellent. So our website is www.womensportaustralia.com.au and our social media channels on Facebook, we're Women's Sport Australia and on both Twitter and Instagram, we're at Oz Women's Sport. So A-U-S Women's Sport. So we'd love to hear from you and love some follows. That's fantastic. Well, Jen, thanks for taking time to come on the show and tell us all about Women Sport Australia. Really appreciate the time. The very best of luck uh, to all for all that you're doing in women's sport. Excellent. Thanks, Chris. Hi, my name is Angelica Delgado, and I am an American judoka competing in the under 52 kilogram division for the United States. I am a proud WIS ambassador. I believe women in sports is extremely important, teaches young women from a young age to believe in themselves, to have great self-confidence, and especially this Olympic movement, you can see great athletes such as Simone Biles, Kayla Harrison, for example, Marty Malloy, which is also a friend of mine. These are great female role models, strong women in sports. My social media account is at Juji, J-U-J-I underscore Angie, A-N-G-I-E. And I just want to thank you so much for listening. And if you hop over to our website at wisports.com, you can find links to Jen's organization, Women's Sport Australia, as well as links to their social media. That's all at wisports.com. Just go to the Listen tab at the top menu there and drop down to Transcending Sport. And whilst you're on the website, take a look around. You'll find lots more shows covering women in sport including the blogs and videos and articles, as well as the podcasts, of course. And if you subscribe to Wisports on your podcast app, you'll be sure to hear the very latest episodes as they drop. If you have a moment and find yourself on iTunes, we'd love to get a review from you because that makes a big difference to where we are positioned on iTunes. So drop us a review, a star rating. We'd love to We always love to hear what you think about the programs that we cover here and the guests that we have. And if you have any suggestions for other guests or topics you think we should be addressing, do drop us a line to info at wispsports.com or anywhere on our social media at wispsports. Until the next time, thanks for listening and helping us turn up the volume on women's sports. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.